Well, good morning and happy new year to you guys, or almost new year to you. Uh, we just have a few hours left, and then we're going to be celebrating that. My name is Corey, and I'm one of the pastors here. So glad that you guys are here with us this morning. I, I want to ask that you guys would do something for me here before we get started, though. Um, would you would you guys mind just accommodating me for a little bit and come on into my living room here a little bit? So I'm going to ask, we, like, if you're like, you know, ten rows back here, can you all scoot up here a little bit, like within arms row? I mean, just come on up here a little bit further. Yeah, just come on up. Just move. Yeah, come on up. That's I'm gonna keep saying it until you actually do it. Just come on up. Yeah, just be be comfortable. Get to meet somebody new, all right? Just, you know, sit by them, say hi to them. If you're sick, you can stay in the back, all right? But everybody else, move on forward a little bit. All right, sounds good. You know, it is almost New Year's. Um, We have uh, just a few more hours. Uh, uh, Just a a heads up here. Um, One of the things I get a chance to do is uh, I'm actually the student pastor as well here. And so I love getting to, uh, to love on your kids and students. And so uh, one of the things we have tonight is actually a big student bash, our student leadership, which is a group of, of, of nine uh, juniors and seniors are putting this thing on, and uh, it's going to be a blast. So if, if you are connected to uh, a 6th through 12th grader, uh, make sure you let them know about this thing tonight. It's going to be from 8 until 1. Drop-off time is between 8 and 9, uh, and then we have a pickup time between 12 and 1. Uh, we're going to have a great time, and it's going to be awesome. So uh, have your students come and join us uh, for that time, all right? But a year's end is typically a time uh, for reflection, right? And, and typically, when we when we think about reflection and we look back on a year, uh, what we like to recall are the are the good things that have happened, the things that we'd like to to celebrate. And, and we've had lots of things this year as a church to celebrate. And I want to share just a few of those things with you before I switch gears on you a little bit. But but first of all, in 2017 alone, uh, we've had 39 baptisms as a church in 2017. That is that is something absolutely to celebrate. Incredible, right? Uh, in addition to that, uh, we, we moved from a set-up, tear-down high school situation into a new facility. Uh, and it, it feels like we've been here forever, but like that was within this last year. That's an, that's an incredible feat. And thank you, like so many of you guys that have helped to uh, help shape this place and paint this place and put the tile carpets down. And Man, you've done a great job. In addition to that, we, we've also added a new staff member within this past year, Tyler Shield, uh, who's been leading our creative arts team has been doing an incredible job. Hasn't even been doing an awesome job. Tyler's just been an, a great addition to our team. Uh, and then I want to share. I want to share one more thing with you. And this has to do with numbers. Um, but but understand this: every number has a name. Every name has a story, and every story matters to God. And that's why these things kind of matter. But I was looking back at some of our statistics. Uh, and last year, uh, 2016, the month of December, we averaged uh, 225 people uh, in that particular month. <clears throat> this year, 2017, the month of December, we averaged 425 people uh, on, on a weekly basis in this month. Guys, that's a, it's an 89% increase over where we were at last year. And that's just that's an incredible thing. God is doing an amazing thing in and through you guys, which is this this church. And so it's exciting to be a part of that. But today, I, I want to take this morning, and I, and I want us to reflect, but I want us to, to shift our focus a, away from the celebration of reflection, and I, I want us to actually reflect on on regret. Now, now I know that might sound really, really weird to you, and maybe even kind of negative, especially kind of closing out a year. But, but I think that I can actually make a case for why that exercise is, is so beneficial for us. And we're going we're gonna to spend some time doing that this morning. Now, 
Understand this, uh, if you've been a part of us for any, any time, that this morning is going to look a little bit different than, than a typical Sunday morning. And, and we try to do that from time to time because we, we, we celebrate creativity. And so what, what, what I'm going to do this morning is I'm, I'm going to share a few stories with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple points that hopefully are, are thought-provoking. And, and then I'm going to actually give you space and time uh, during this gathering to kind of process through some things that I think are going to be very, very beneficial as we kind of close out the end of this year and we close out this series called Greater Than uh, with this thought. Jesus is greater than whatever regrets you might have. Okay, Jesus is greater than whatever regrets you might have. And so that's what we're, that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, now I've heard people uh, argue uh, about living without regret. Um, as a matter of fact, when I was growing up, I remember seeing shirts that had like no regrets on it, and, and, and I get where they're coming from, but, but when we stop to think about it, there are some things that we should regret, right? I mean, like, uh, you know, eating, eating leftover sushi that's been left out too long. You're like, that's something you, you should regret, right? <clears throat> or maybe uh, buying that timeshare that, that you can't afford. Uh, and like, you should regret that decision. Or maybe going down that black diamond mountain whenever you should be on the bunny slopes. Like, that's like, I'm a terrible skier. That's something that I would regret. It's not a good idea. Uh, maybe you guys are familiar. A couple years ago, um, uh, we came from Arizona, and so the Arizona Cardinals were having a great year. And uh, and there was this guy here. Right? This this guy, he was so confident um, that, that his team was going to win the Super Bowl that he actually he put a tattoo on his arm or leg or wherever that is. I don't know. That, that you know, the Cardinals, Super Bowl 50, it's, it's going to happen, right? Uh, but anybody remember who won that Super Bowl? Like you all should. The Broncos won that Super Bowl, okay? Um, he's regretting that. This this is the face of regret right there. You see that face? That's that's regret. All right. <clears throat> and uh, matter of fact, if you bet on the Broncos this year, you probably had that face. Okay. This has been this has not been a, a great year for them. Now here's the deal. I I know exactly what people are getting at whenever they they make the point, um, live life with no regrets. What what they're really trying to say is that they don't want to miss an opportunity. They don't want to live in fear of not doing something and making a mistake. And and, and I get it, and, and I agree with that sentiment for the most part. But what happens with that line of thinking is that um, we oftentimes avoid the concept of regret altogether. Now, I, I would I would make a case that avoiding regret is something that is actually bad for us because there's something beneficial about reflecting on regret. We're going we're gonna to talk about that quite a bit together today. Matter of fact, I had a, a conversation. Uh, I had a chance to, to meet up with my family. Um, and so most of my family's uh, back from Kentucky. Of course, we're out here in Colorado, and so we, we decided to meet in Manhattan, uh, Kansas, that is, okay? And so uh, we met in Man- Manhattan, Kansas, kind of in the middle, and had a great time uh, with my family. But uh, while we're sitting there at the dinner table, uh, after we finished dinner, um, I, just, I threw out this question to them. And uh, we'd been talking about various things of the upcoming year. And I simply said this. I, I said, what, what has been your greatest regret of 2017? What, is, what has been your, your, your biggest missed opportunity, if you will? And, and so everybody kind of around the table, like they pondered this. They, like the conversation ceased, and you could see them kind of thinking deep in the recesses and going back on the year and, and thinking through some stuff. And, and some of us had some very specific uh, things that we, we threw out there that we, we, we regretted, we missed. It was bad decisions, and we wish we would have done it differently, that kind of deal. Um, but for the most part, the consensus was this. Um, that was an uneasy question for us because we don't really like the exercise of thinking about regret. 
We, we just don't like that. And, and so I started thinking about that a little bit further. Why is it? Why is it that we avoid regret like the, like the plague? Why, why is it something that we don't like to sit in for very long? And I came to, I came to this conclusion. There's, there's two reasons that I can really come to that I think cause us to kind of avoid regret altogether. And, and here's, here's the first one. If you're anything like me, then uh, you don't like it, uh, being wrong. Anybody here like being wrong? Anybody? Anybody? It's like those commercials, those Geico commercials or whatever. It's like if you like carrying wet, you know, paper bags, you know. Uh, like nobody likes being wrong. It's just not something that's in our DNA. We don't live for being wrong. We hate when we're wrong, and we hate to admit when we're wrong. And what regret does is, is when you regret something, what you're doing is you're actually acknowledging that you messed up. You made a mistake. You made a bad decision. You made a bad choice. You missed out on an opportunity, and now you have to regret it. Now, this might sound kind of silly to you guys, but it makes perfect sense uh, to, to me. I'm going to give you a little bit of an illustration of what that looks like. Uh, so w- w- when my family gets together, we love playing uh, games, okay? Uh, my older brother and his family are like game masters. Every year we get together, they, they have uh, different types of games that they bring to the table. And, um, and, uh, but but the, the main game of our choice as, at the Bullock family is a, a game called Rook. Anybody heard of Rook? All right, yeah, we got some Rook players here. Um, <clears throat> So, uh, now, a, a quick side note you have to understand. When I say we like to play games, uh, we, really sh- we, like, we don't really call them games in our family. Or at least we shouldn't. They, they should be called battles, okay? Um, because, like, this is knock down, drag out, yell at somebody if they've made a mistake kind of war. Um, it has been a rude awakening to my wife who's come into my family. My kids are like, why are you guys yelling at each other? It's like, we, because we love each other. That's why, you know? And so... Um, like we, we get into these games now. Rook, if you're not familiar with it, is a is a card game. It's a partner game. It's a strategy game, and uh, is the kind of game that sometimes uh, sometimes it's just how the cards fall. And you know what? Like you're just not gonna make the bid. You're just not gonna win the game because you just didn't have the cards. And I can deal with that. Like sometimes it's just not your day. But but what happens is is oftentimes uh, you have specific choices to make. You have plays to make. And, 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 and countless times, I have actually made the wrong decision. And throwing the wrong card meant that, uh, that I lost that particular trick, which meant I lost that particular hand, which ultimately affected the entire game. And then I have people yelling at me across the table from me, okay? So, like, this, this was a bad situation. And I hate making the wrong decision. But you know what I hate more than that? I hate acknowledging that I made the wrong decision. Like, I, I don't want to, 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 to let everybody know, even though they already know. Like, I don't want to, like, confess it. I don't want to communicate it. I don't want to acknowledge it. And, and that's what regret is. Regret is, is not only knowing that you screwed up, but it's, it's actually, like, sharing the fact that you have and, and sitting in it for a minute, at least long enough to, to learn from it. And we just, we don't like it because it is uncomfortable. Now, the other reason why I, I think that we don't like regret, why we avoid the conversation of regret, is because uh, for too many of us um, in this room, we can't just visit regret. Like, um, when we go to, to see regret, uh, we, we brought our sleeping bags, we brought our toiletries, like we're sticking there for a little while. It becomes, it becomes home for us. And what I mean by that is for some of you guys to reflect on regret to any degree, uh, it, it, like, it leaves you 
in the feeling of misery that oftentimes is a result of regret. It's kind of quicksand to depression uh, for some of us. And, be, and because of that, there's a great fear to even go there. And I understand that fear, and it's a legitimate fear, and it's a real reality for you. But with that being said, I would still argue that reflecting on past regrets is not necessarily a bad thing. I actually, on the contrary, I think it's a very necessary and beneficial exercise if you want a different outcome in the future. If you, if you want to avoid the mistakes that you made this past year. If you want to make sure you take advantage of the missed opportunities that you missed out on this past year. Okay. I liken, I liken this concept, this exercise of, of reflecting on regret to the old adage. It's like if, if you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. And, and I, think, I think if we don't actually stop and think about stuff and regret things to a certain extent, we are bound to actually repeat the same thing. We, we are going to end up at the same place, in the same scenario, in the same situation, being the same person this time next year as what we were last year if you don't actually spend some time in regret. And, 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 and here's, what I, here's what I believe, okay? I believe it's the response to and, and not the reflection on regret that oftentimes gets us into trouble. Okay, let me, let me say that again. It's the response to, not necessarily the reflection on regret that gets us into trouble. Because there's different responses to this concept of regret. And there is a regret that leads to guilt and shame. There is a, there is a, a type of regret, or at least a response to regret, that ultimately leads you to, to guilt and shame. And that's a bad place to be. You see, God doesn't actually, he, like, he doesn't deal in guilt and shame. That's not what he's trying to get out of the scenario. But, but for so many of us, that's exactly where we go when we start to regret something. And, and, and the internal dialogue that we start having with ourselves uh, looks like this. Man, I, I wish I would have. I, I, I ought to have, or I, I should have. You start shouldn't all over yourself when you, when you start going into this idea of regret. It, when it leads to guilt and shame, Right? And, and, and you, start playing these, you start playing these situations out uh, of what if. And, and what if leads us to this place of just feeling terrible about the decisions that we've made. It's a, it, and it overwhelms us. And what it does is it actually leads us to question our identity. We talked about this a couple weeks back. But it starts to lead us into thinking that we, because of what we did, are now the result of that particular decision. Why am I such a, and you fill in the blank. A jerk. Why am I such a jerk? Why, why am I so selfish? Why am I? And, and it starts to become an identity statement about you. And here's the telltale sign that your response to regret is leading to guilt and shame. It actually demotivates you. When you sit and regret for any amount of time, it actually causes you not to want to do anything about it, to avoid it completely. And, and it, it starts to become very, very negative. All right? Now, that is one response. That is one response to guilt, okay? But I think that there's another response to guilt. And, and there is a regret. Uh, it's, it's a regret. And there is a regret that actually leads to conviction. There's a regret that leads to conviction. And conviction is something that is good. And it's something that is godly. Matter of fact, there's a guy named Paul. And he, he writes to a church in Corinth. Um, and he's having this very conversation with them about the concept of regret. He said that there are some things like sorrow is actually good about. And he, this is what he says in, uh, in 2 Corinthians 7.10. He says, for, for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. And there's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance... Results in spiritual death. 
You see, you see there's, there's, a, there's a response to regret when you start to think about something and you're like, man, that was a bad decision. I, I know it was a bad decision, and I acknowledge that it was a bad decision. That actually leads us to say, I was wrong, and I need to turn from that. It, it's actually a, it's a response to regret that leads us to repentance, and that is a very, very good thing. That kind of sorrow actually leads to life. And not only life, it actually leads to, 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 to actually looking different in your life. And the internal dialogue looks differently whenever you're starting to, to have regret that is, is responded to in conviction. Instead of, man, I wish I would have or I should have, it is, it is now, next time I'm going to. Because I'm not living in that past regret. I'm actually learning from that. And I'm looking forward to the next opportunity. Next time I'm going to, I'm not going to miss that opportunity. I'm not going to make that same decision. I'm not going to make that mistake, right? It, it, also, it also reinforces our, our identity. Instead of questioning our identity, what we do is we go, man, if I'm a child of God, and if, 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 I'm, a, if I'm a loving husband and a father, if I'm a truth teller, then why, why did I respond in that way in that particular situation? That's not who I am. I'm not the sum of my past mistakes. I am, and, and that identity actually leads our response to that. So why am I doing these kind of things? Okay? It, it also it helps, helps us to know who, who we don't want to be and, and, who, and hone in who we do want to be. When you start to look at your regrets, when, when you actually regret something, you have a godly sorrow about something, it actually tells something about who you want to become. And there are things that like, God wants us to grieve about. There are decisions that we make that he wants us to sit in the soak in because he wants to cause a change in us. And if we don't do that long enough, then we won't actually sit in that long enough to allow it to affect change in our life. And the telltale sign uh, for a regret that leads to conviction is this. It actually motivates us to make those kind of changes and to prepare for, for future opportunities. Matter of fact, I had an and it had a situation that happened uh, a couple weeks back that actually led me to this very conversation with you guys today about about regret. Um, and uh, it's it's kind of a roundabout story, so just hang in there with me for for a little bit. But um, about a month ago, uh, one of you guys, I, I don't know who it was, but one of you guys had snuck into my office um, and um, had actually taken an envelope and put it into my desk drawer and had left $400 in that envelope. And there was, a, there was a note in there that said something of the nature of, um, hey, use this how you see is best uh, as a blessing for other people. And so I'm like, awesome, I need a new PlayStation, all right? So I'm just joking, I didn't do that. Um, but uh, so I started to immediately, I, I started to think about that. I'm like, all right, God, how do you want me to use this resource? Somebody has sacrificed, they've set aside this resource like for your purpose. And so what do you want me to do with this? And the very first thing that he told me was, uh, I want you to multiply your efforts. And so uh, that, that student leadership team that I told you about that's leading our New Year's bash for our students tonight, I've got nine of these juniors and seniors that are on that team, and I got them together, and, uh, and I gave each one of them $20. And I said, hey, here's the deal. Uh, and I gave them the whole background and scenario. I said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to use this uh, to be a blessing to somebody else. Um, it is given to you to give to others to be a blessing. Because that's actually like what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be blessed to, to be a blessing. And this was, this was actually a, a lesson in stewardship for them. And it's a lesson in stewardship for us. Because it's much easier to give away things that we don't think are actually ours. 
Um, but for so many of us, what we, what we think is the things that we have in our possession, it's like ours, and then we you might consult God about what he wants to do with our stuff. But the fact of the matter is, if you belong to Jesus, if he's your Lord and Savior, then all that we have is actually his. We are simply stewarding the things that he has given to us. And so when you, when, you, when you get something like that that was a freely given to us, it's easy to freely give to others. The hard part is just figuring out, like, what does God want us to do with that? So I gave each of them $20, and I said, hey, I, I, accountability on this. I want you to report back to me. Let me know how you use this, but I want you to bless somebody else with this. Start praying about an opportunity to give it away. And so that left me with about $200 in an envelope. And so I, I had that money myself that I was looking for opportunities. And I start praying, God, what? What do you want me to do with this particular blessing? How do you want me to use it to bless other people? Well, um, a couple weeks had gone by, and I'd put the envelope in my uh, backpack, and I was looking for opportunities. Um, and I was on the way uh, that morning to drop off my kids to school. Um, now, we're pretty close to school, but we're running a little bit late. And, uh, and as we're heading to the school, I noticed that there was a, uh, a younger couple um, on the side of the road. Their car was... Um, was broken down. Uh, he was getting out to start to push his car, and, um, and and for a brief moment, a brief thought came over me, and it was like, I ought to stop and help them um, move their car. I hadn't any thought of the money that I had in the bag at that time, and um, but I thought, I, I should stop and move the, their car with them. Uh, but I looked at the clock, and I'm like, man, I'm running late. Got to get these kids to school. I've got a lot going on uh, at church this week, and so um, so I just bypassed it. And I went ahead and dropped the kids off and headed on to work. And as I'm heading to work, all of a sudden, this prayer that I'd been praying came back in my head. And it was just like, ah, that was a perfect opportunity. Like I, I had resource for them. They were broke down on the side of the road as a young couple. Like, this would have been a great opportunity to be a blessing to somebody who just had a really crappy start to their morning. And I missed it. I missed the opportunity. And I started kicking myself on the way to work. And, and by the time I got to work, I was kind of resolved in this um, because I allowed, I allowed regret to do its convicting work in me. Uh, I said, Lord, um, thank you for making me aware of this. Keep my eyes open for future opportunities like this. I kid you not, the very next morning, same time, same intersection, same scenario, I'm taking the kids uh, to, uh, to the, uh, their school. I'm running late again. Um, I, <laughs> I don't, I'm like five minutes away from the school. This is terrible. Um, and so anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm driving, and you can see the road's kind of blocked off on the right-hand side. And so I bypass it on the left-hand side. And as I'm going by, I, I, there is a, a car broken down on the side of the road. And there's a young lady who's sitting by the car, and uh, you can see she's kind of in distress. And, and so like in that moment, I'm like, Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I, I see this. And so I drop the kids off, and I come right back, and I pull into the, to the gas station, and I, I get out of my car, and I come over to the gal, and she's already called a tow truck, um, and she's called her boyfriend. And so he actually had to, to stop going to work and had to turn around and come up. And so he arrives just a little bit after me, and so we decide to go ahead and push her car into the gas station over there and push the car in, and they're talking to each other. You can just tell, like, it's just a rough morning. They're having a hard time. And, um, and I said, hey, I, I, I want you guys to wait here just for a second. And they're like, okay. So I go back to the car, and I grab this envelope that has the $200. And I come over to them, and, and I said, hey, um, here's what you need to know. Uh, somebody had you in mind um, when they gave this to me. Uh, and, and so I'm giving this to you uh, just to let you know that, that God loves you. And he was thinking about you this morning. I hope, 
I hope this is uh, a silver lining in the start of a really bad day for you. And I turned around and I walked back to the car. Now, guys, catch this, okay? Um, day one and day two, exact same scenarios. Same intersection, same time of day, uh, same resource that I had in my possession. All, yeah, like everything was the same with, with one exception. The one exception was I had allowed regret to do its convicting work in me so that I was prepared the next time I had that opportunity. I allowed regret to keep my eyes open, to see people again, to, to make myself available for interruption so that I didn't miss out on the opportunity. But if I hadn't regretted that situation, if I hadn't even thought about it enough, then I wouldn't have sat in it long enough to learn my lesson to be available the next day, to be a blessing to this young, this young couple. Guys, regret is never a place that we should live. I, like the, the past is a great teacher. It's a terrible spouse. Like we don't, you want them to be a roommate, okay? We got to move on. You can't live there. But there's something about spending some time in regret long enough to learn from it that is super beneficial to us, but we are afraid of it and we avoid it. But I, I'm becoming more and more convinced because I just don't do this enough that, that spending some time reflecting on our regrets is actually super beneficial to us. And so what I'm actually going to do this morning um, is I'm going to give you a little bit of time to do this, to, to sit in the unease and the discomfort of this exercise. And, uh, and I honestly, I don't know how often that this should happen. I don't know how long it, it needs to take place. Uh, sometimes it can be like just a few moments. Other times, like maybe you might need to sit in this for a little bit to be able to learn from it. But, uh, but I figure, you know what, the year's end is a great time actually process through our missed opportunities without any kind of fear without any kind of fear because we have a we have a new day we have a new opportunity matter of fact scriptures say that we have new mercies every morning god gives those to us he gives us an opportunity to try to do something new that we didn't do the next day this day and so so jesus jesus is greater than whatever regrets you might have and that's why we don't have to fear them we don't have to fear the mistakes that we've made because he's already offered us forgiveness. He's already given us a plan for our life. He's already told us who he wants us to be. And we just need to sit in that regret long enough to be able to know what it is and help, uh, help us be shaped by that. So what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to give you guys some, some time throughout the rest of this gathering to actually do some of this processing and do some of this work. Now, if you're anything like my family uh, asking that question, you're probably going like, to have to like, process through and think back a little bit. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a couple categories in order to be able to process these things through a little bit clearer. And so uh, these, are, these are categories. You can think outside of these categories, but they're ones that uh, when Aaron and I do like coaching and, and mentoring with other people, we, we use these categories as kind of a way to, to give vision statements for people. And so, so we're going to take a look at those, like faith, family, finances, and friendships, all right? Um, now, the, you might have regrets in all four of those the past, this past year, okay? Uh, don't get overwhelmed in that. Uh, maybe, maybe choose one or two of these things that you go, man, this was the biggest thing that I missed this past year. This is the biggest way that I screwed up. This is the thing that I really, really want to focus my efforts in on. And so just to give you a, a couple of examples, for me, uh, I have kind of a little bit of a hybrid, like, uh, one of the things that I really regret, one of the opportunities that I've missed this past year 
um, is that I've got a, um, an eight-year-old girl um, who, who I love and who actually really enjoys getting up in the morning. Um, I don't know if, if any uh, girls that get past like 10 years old that still like getting up in the morning. So like I, I need to treasure this time that I have with my daughter. And not only does she enjoy get up early, she, she wants to get up early and spend time with me, uh, specifically when, when I do my D1 time, which is like a Bible reading thing that I do. And, uh, and so um, that's something that when I've asked of her, like she jumps on that opportunity and she loves reading the Bible with me in the morning before we start our, before we start our day. And I've just neglected to, to make that a priority and to do that. And so like, that is a regret that I have. And I've sat in that for a, a long enough to say, you know what? Like starting this, this new year, I, we're, we're going we're gonna to start getting up about 30 minutes earlier and we're going to do this. Now, I'm telling you this, this is accountability for me, all right? So I, I, I've got to follow through on that because I really, I really want to make that a part of this next year. I don't want to miss out on that opportunity like I did this, next, this last year because I don't know how long that will be sustained for. Uh, I, I don't know what that happens to be for you. Maybe, maybe for you and your faith, um, maybe you didn't make it a priority enough to, to like show up on Sundays uh, regularly. Um, maybe, maybe you yourself are like, man, I just ha- I didn't spend any time in the Bible or not as much time as I would like to have. Maybe that's a a, a faith regret, and you step into that. Maybe for your family, uh, you 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 didn't uh, engage with your family. You didn't take advantage of that opportunity to go back on that special occasion, or uh, or to give that particular gift, or offer that kind word, or maybe you said some harsh things and you regret those things. What are what are you wanting to do in your family this next year? I know for me, one of the things with my friendships, I don't know why it is, um, but I am so much more appreciative and grateful for my friends and the people that are in my life than what I actually make known. I, I, for some reason, I, I, I get reserved uh, um, with my gratitude towards my friendships. Like This year, I want to take advantage of that. I want to take every opportunity to be like the best encourager that I possibly can be. And to speak like how I truly feel. I don't know if it's a guy thing or just a me thing, but it's like I, I need to actually share how I feel about people most of the time. Like sometimes I probably would regret how I shared about them, but I, but I, I need I, like that's something for me. I need to do for all of us. Maybe there's some financial decisions like I didn't act upon that quick enough, or maybe I shouldn't have acted upon that. There are things that we need to go back and evaluate and look at. These are just four categories, okay? But maybe maybe there are things that resonate with you in these particular four categories. I want you to spend some time, and I want you to think about those four categories and, and the regrets that you've had this past year, those missed opportunities, and what you want to do this next year. And so I'm actually going to give you some questions. Uh, we're going to lead into a time of response. We, we do this time of response every week. It's a little bit different every week, um, but one of the things that we, that we do during this time is we respond um, to, to God in different ways what he's done in our life. We've got some stations that are set up around uh, that actually have uh, communion elements. And it's an opportunity for you to say, God, I'm not sure if I was as thankful or grateful, appreciative, or maybe engaged um, with like your salvation as I should have been. And so like today, come up and take communion and, and just like maybe approach it a little bit different. And that's a way for us just saying thank you to Jesus for his sacrifice on the cross for us. In addition to that, there's some containers uh, there at those stations. Um, those are opportunities. Those are opportunities every week for us to be better at releasing the things that God has put in our possession and to, to like supporting and investing in God's kingdom work. And so if you brought tithes and offerings, like those are ways in which for you to be able to, to grow in generosity this year. We also have some stations here in the back that are prayer stations. They're opportunities to get things off your chest. Maybe make some confessions, some repentance things. You can put those things down on those cards, put them in those buckets. We'll pray over those. 
um, first thing on Tuesday morning. Like that's that's something that we'll do as a as a team this week, um, and we'll engage with you if you'd like us to. Put your information on there, and we'll have a conversation with you about that kind of stuff. But, but one of the other things that you can do over the next two songs, our band will come up here in a minute. They're going to play two more songs. Anytime over that, uh, that time, like, feel free to respond in any of these ways. But there are three questions I want you to ponder. And here are the three questions. Uh, what is my biggest regret? What is my greatest missed opportunity this past year? And it could be in one of those four categories. Process through that a little bit. Ask God maybe to remind you, help you to recall that. You might not want to because it might be painful. But, but there's benefit to sitting in it long enough to learn from it. Secondly, what, what do I want that area to look like uh, this next year? So like that particular thing, what is it that I actually, like I didn't like this, and so what do I actually want it to look like? And here's the third question, what must I do to be prepared to take advantage of the opportunity that comes in the days to come, okay? Those are the three questions I want you to answer. Well, I've got some extra pins at the prayer station. I got some extra prayer cards. If you don't have something to write on, you can use your phones. Uh, but but spend this time reflecting on regret. I'm going to pray. The band's going to come up here, and then uh, you all feel free to move. Father, thank you. Thank you for uh, helping us see things differently. I know a, a few weeks ago, I, I probably would have seen the concept of regret uh, a lot differently than what I'm looking at it right now. And while I am an eternal optimist, there is great benefit for me spending some time looking at the things that I don't do right, that I got wronged, the things that I made mistakes on and the missed opportunities that I've had. And so, Father, I pray that in this uh, remaining time that we have, as we look forward to a new year, let us look back and, and learn some lessons that we really want to make sure that we've got dialed in so that we don't do those same things. We don't respond the same way this year as we did the last time. Father, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.